Hey, what's up, folks, and welcome to the Bosses Desk, where we look out for you, giving you the best in geek movies, news, and culture. I'm your host for the day, the Big Boss, and I'm here with my fellow geek guru, the Professor. What's up, bro? What's happening, brother? What's going on? Nothing much, man. Uh, Game of Thrones weekend series finale, boy. It ended. It's for sure. All things must come to an end. And, uh, yeah. What is dead may never die. <laughs> the night is dark and full of terrors. That's right. <laughs> I'm just going to rattle off Game of Thrones quotes for the next 45 That's minutes, it. everybody. I'm just getting so t-shirts you know. made. I'm getting t-shirts made. A couple tattoos. <laughs> Drinking, I know things. Yeah, that's yeah, that's probably one of my favorite lines. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. So, uh, yeah, we'll get into some Game of Thrones talk um, to wrap out the show. But we got a couple things in geek news that we want to rattle off for you guys. Give give you guys our commentary, and uh, yeah. I don't know how I feel about it just yet. Yeah, I I know how I feel. And it's very extreme. So let's just go ahead and get in. So first piece of news is Robert Pattinson may be our new Batman. Um, getting reports from various sources that saying Robert Pattinson is it. Some other sources, um, uh, more more sources that I try to lean on or trust for the news. Um, basically saying that it's down to him and Nicholas Holt, who plays Beast on the X-Men. Uh, I mean, either way, I mean, like, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against Nick Holt as an actor. I just, what I'm looking for in Batman, I'm not really getting from these two actors at all. Um, at least not in their resume of work. I'm not feeling it. So yeah, Pattinson is not a go for me. And like, I just don't understand why DC is making, are make they, why they're making decisions over there. And I'm at the th- point where I'm done with the cinematic universe. Like, I'm really, I'm seriously done. Like, I'll wait for the digital copies to come down. Um, or just wait for them to show up on Netflix or whatever the case may be, or even DC Online. But um, I just don't think I can pay full price for a movie ticket anymore for these movies. I think I get what they're aiming for. I think at this point they want a younger Batman. Yeah. Who's going to be able to do multiple movies. Right. Like, Affleck could have done multiple movies, but by the time he did a second or third one, you know, he's probably going to be in his 50s or 60s. I don't even know how actually old he is now, but he looks older anyway. Yeah. And, and, um, and you know, we got to be for real. Like, Ben Affleck, he's, he, has a, he has a cinematic appetite. Like, I think right now in his career, he wants to do more directing than he does acting. So. I think he just wanted to get out of the train wreck. That you, true. True. Um. <laughs> My, my issue with the two of them is that they're Batman has always had a certain look. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's the, the even all the way back to Michael Keaton, who's not a big guy, but they've always had that. One of the most important things, because it's the thing you only see most of the time, is that jaw. Mm-hmm. That jaw has got to have a certain square to it to make it look right when it's in the cowl and whatnot. And neither of these two guys have that look. Yeah, that is. Nick Holt certainly doesn't have it because he's just a skinny little guy. Like he's he's got a skinny face to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Between the two, if I'm picking between the two, I, say, I hate to say it, I'm probably going to pick Pattinson. Dang. I, I don't. 
if I'm going strictly on the appearance, I just don't think Nick Holt has that look to pull off a proper Batman. Unless yeah. it's going to be a Batman Beyond, you know, type scenario, and it's Terry, what's his name from the from the actual cartoon? Oh yeah, Terry McGinnis. Terry McGinnis, thank you. That that would make a little more sense, I think, with Holt if you were going to go that way. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it is. It sounds like it's old school Batman, and it just what I don't understand is. This is one of, if not the most iconic superhero of all time. Mm-hmm. How can you not find a single actor outside of Christian Bale in his three movies who wants to keep playing? Like, I don't understand how you can't find... There's got to be dozens of actors who want to play that character. Unless they're all scared off by, you know, how well DC's not really working and how much, you know, hate it gets online. You know, it gets its fair of gets his fair it gets mm-hmm. his fair share of people who like it and that's that's fine you know i i mm-hmm. haven't been one necessarily but i've liked a couple of the last few movies so yeah yeah um but i don't get how this is how how people are banging down the door to play this character i don't i don't understand that yeah i mean maybe it's just there's not as many you know favorite or not as many fanboys anymore who are actors and whatnot but i find that hard to believe yeah, I feel like I feel like Batman is one of those. Even if you don't, if you don't read comics, and you don't, everybody knows who Batman and Superman are. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like it's one of those. It's one of those characters that are household names. So it's just like I just don't understand why we can't seem to find somebody to fill fill the role. I mean, I'm just like you know, it's funny. Funny we talk about how we how we picture Batman's look in that cow, you know what I'm saying? And it's some of the things that we've gotten, like, you know, Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck to me was on point. Like that I whole portrayal. Yeah. That whole portrayal was, was perfection to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just thinking about the Gotham series and how that ended. And it was rough is all get out. Was it? And, 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 and basically y'all in the series, with the young bull in the costume with the cowl on, and I'm just like, Batman. I I don't know. I just he looks you're, like a kid playing dress up. Yeah, like yo, like come on. You know what I'm saying? I I get it. If 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 your goal is to do Batman Year One, do Batman Year One. You know what I'm saying? But there's other people that could fit that role. Like honestly, out of the entire Gotham cast, just thinking about it, um. Even ben, like ben, somebody like Ben McKenzie could be a good year one Batman. I was just gonna say the guy who played Gordon. Yeah, yeah. would probably he, be really good at it too. And and funny enough, when they did the Batman Year One animated movie, he was the guy who did the voice for Batman. Of course he was. <laughs> so it's like you know what I'm saying. Like it's not like there aren't people out there. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. Even Cameron Moynihan, the guy who played the Joker, Jerome, for the most part, has a stronger like jawline that could do Batman and he has the chops to play Batman. You know what I'm saying? Like he could do it. You know what I'm saying? It's just, there's so many other people outside of Robert Pattinson and Nick Holt. And I'm just, I'm just like, come on y'all. So many. A lot of the argument of course is, you know, well, everybody said the same thing when Heath Ledger was cast as the Joker and blah, blah. He was, and it's true. A lot of people did say that, but that's a little bit of a different, like, Ultimately, I'm looking strictly as a, as a visual image type. Like this guy, I would believe him to be that character, right? And you don't, there's there's so many different iterations of the Joker, size wise. That 
pretty much anybody visibly could be a Joker of some kind when you look mm-hmm. at it. Mm-hmm. This is an iconic character, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting here thinking that there's really, over the last few years, there's only been really two characters, if you think about it, who it seemed like every week there's a new article saying this person should play this character, this person should play this character. One is Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And one was Batman. Yep. And it just, like, it was always coming out. So that's why it's so hard to, for me to believe that you can't find somebody with more skill and more seasoning, I guess, to say, to play, to play Batman. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Of course, I don't understand half the thing that DC's doing these days, but. Yeah. I, I mean, they just pushed back the release of, of Wonder Woman 84 when. What? It's probably their most, yeah, they just pushed it back to. 2021 maybe I think I saw oh, man. and it's like probably your most successful movie to date outside of maybe Aquaman yeah and you're gonna push it back for yeah. something like that doesn't I, make any sense to me why you would do that that was legit the one that I was looking forward to so there's that it, it's it has to be maybe an age thing you know what I mean like I can't like even like a I don't know how old he is but like a Joel Edgerton would be pretty good yeah, at being yeah. Batman, you know what I mean? Something yeah. like that. Or, or really, the one that, that a lot of people say should be there, who would probably be perfect, John Hamm. Yeah, yeah. John Hamm has the look yeah. that you want to be Batman. Both but For I, both Batman and Bruce. Perfect. For both of them, right. I mean, that, and that's kind of my other problem with Nick Holt, is unless you're going for the younger, younger Batman, he doesn't come off to me as someone who would be a strong Bruce Wayne. Right. Pattinson might have a little bit more of a shot at that. I don't know how much, but I, yeah, I, I think, think he would Holt actually make a pretty solid. Category. Yeah, I think he would make a solid Bruce Wayne. I, I, and that's the thing. I look at these cats like resume, like what have they been in that would make them qualify for the role? And I mean, ugh, out of the out of the two, Robert Pattinson would be the more qualified. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's just I don't know. I'm maybe I'm just letting my biases about you know Twilight, Twilight. <laughs> mess up my whole thing right now because I just what Twilight did to the vampire mythos just ah man. That's the other part of it that I don't I don't get why Pattinson would want to do it. He has to know. That all he's going to get is, oh, are you going to sparkle in the sunlight, Batman? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. he has to know the hell he's going to get if he actually gets this role and becomes the next Batman. I don't, I don't understand why he would want to take it other than it's, hey, I'm going to go play Batman. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think of unless they're saying, hey, here's a bazillion dollars to come play our Batman. Yeah, man, because that's the other thing you got to remember, too, is like these guys, these guys are going to one, they're going to take these roles because the check's going to be nice. That's good. So he can go back doing indie films for a little bit. But the other side of it is like in Nick Holt's um, position, like he he got onto the X-Men cast, but he he grew up as a fan. He grew up watching the the original, the first X-Men movies. And it's like now, like especially now, it's like you don't really realize like how how long it's been that these movies have been kind of like a mainstay in 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 pop culture and it's like these guys for for all intents and purposes have grown up they've grown up with these with these uh films yeah and 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 subject matter so it's like yeah they 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 would be excited they would be excited i mean look if you want to be straight up about it 
you have a guy who's going to be available the middle of next year who's basically been playing Bruce Wayne and Batman for about Come seven on. seasons now. Come on. You know what I'm saying? would be infinitely better than these two. Exactly. You could put Stephen Amell in that cowl. Yep. And he would be a very good Batman. People may not like him because of Arrow, but he's got the look. He's got the, the youth, if that's what they're going for. Mm-hmm. And he did Arrow so well, as far as I'm concerned. He would be he would be a good Bruce Wayne and a good Batman, considering he's been basically both for, like I said, seven or eight years. Yep. So, now, would he want to do it? Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, he just got finished doing Arrow. Would he really want to step in and be Batman? I don't know. I mean, it's entirely possible if you ask him. You yeah. never know until you ask him. Yeah, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would be fine with it. I mean, he had a great time. He, I mean, he he mentioned how excited he was about playing Casey, um, in 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 yeah. in Ninja Turtles. So it's like it's not like he's not a fan of this subject subject right. matter. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I don't know. He, I mean, he's already part of the family. Yeah, it just he, makes sense. It, just, it would make sense. It'd be great. He'd be really good. You know, or even uh, what's his name who played Roy Harper would be good. Yeah, yeah. If you want to do Batman Year One and you want him to be as young as possible, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, who knows? And again, we don't know. He could go out and be one of the best Batmans ever. I wouldn't put money on that possibility, but he could. He could. He could. I think he'd. Honestly, I think he'd be a better uh, Harry Osborn. Then, then um, I could see that. Yeah, yeah I could Bruce. see that for sure. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll wait and get some news, and you know, maybe they're just crowd testing this this pick to see what what's going down, and it, maybe be. it's down to the popularity contest. Hey, you like Nick Holt or you you like uh, uh, Robert Pattinson? <laughs> Robert Pattinson. Yeah. So let's quote-unquote, leak the information so we can, you know, crowd test this. Beauty so. or the Beast, as if you will. <laughs> yeah, no, it's corny. <laughs> it's all right. We welcome corn here. I'm allowed one. <laughs> Everybody gets one. <laughs> oh, speaking of Stephen Amell, man, let's talk about these CW season finales that have been going on. I know we got a... Uh, Legends coming on tonight, I think it is. Legends it is tonight. correct. Yep. Yeah, Legends is tonight, but we got Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl um, all doing their season finales. So, uh, Prof, I know you. I know you watch Arrow and Flash. So, what did you? What did you think about those season finales? I thought they were both really good, personally. Dude. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I mean, talk about emotional Woo. highs and lows ending on both shows. I'm saying, you know what I mean, like. Man, I'm trying to, to not say anything because I know it's only been a week, so we're in yeah. spoiler territory still. Um, but man, those those cats did it and did it well. Yes, they for did both of those shows, and the writing was good. The, the outcomes of both shows were really well done. Yes, very satisfying. Very, very satisfying. satisfying. Very satisfying. A little, little confusing potentially as far as the Arrow ending goes. Uh huh. Um, only because. I mean, look, this isn't much of a spoiler because it's been up online and they've been talking about it since mm-hmm. then. We know Ollie dies, right, in, mm-hmm. in the crossover next year. That's The article came out that says, yes, he, he has to die. It's the deal he made with the Monitor. Yeah. So the ending of Arrow makes me wonder, 
I guess I can say this because it's really not a spoiler. Where does she end up going? Yeah, yeah, right. Where does he take her exactly? You know, yeah. What I mean? so, so does does he die or does he? He has to exchange his existence to some specific place or something. Right. right. Like, is is she being taken? I can't say it without really spoiling it. Damn it. Spoiler alert. Taken to, yeah, all right. So, minor spoiler alert. I'm going to say this this way. It may not ruin anything, but is she is the monster taking her to the afterlife? Right. Is that where she's going at that point? That kind of makes you think that she is. You know, the way she says, I've been waiting a long time for this kind of yeah, thing. So. Yeah, yeah. So. so it's interesting. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes. I mean, like, there's so many things that have been unfolding with the Arrowverse and, and Arrow in particular. In these shows that are leaning towards the results of the results of crisis with which is I'm, I'm assuming I'm still reading. I'm still reading, but I'm assuming like everything kind of gets reorganized and it's like every characters that existed in a different earth are now going to coincide in one earth. There's going to be one timeline, one, right. one, one earth. So a lot of these characters we're going to see merging. We're going to see black, hopefully black lightning, hopefully Supergirl all existing in the Arrowverse as opposed to being their own kind of earths that interact with with everybody right. but you right. know and then uh then we have batwoman coming up too which is sort of but really hasn't been established as existing in the arrowverse with last right. season's um crossover um because last season's crossover kind of had had it set up as her being a part of this alternate timeline within the main earth so right so we'll we'll see what happens. I, I'm like I'm I'm thoroughly satisfied with um, Diggle's arc. Um, finally, it being confirmed that he is not only John Diggle but he is John Stewart. So he is somebody that has the potential to be John Stewart Green Lantern. Lantern, yeah, yeah. Which which I'm hoping for. Which I'm hoping for, and it actually will explain a lot if they decide they they decide to bring over Black Lightning into the main Arrowverse because Lynn and John can be related. They can be family, um, separated by like brought together by marriage. So the the dad like her dad is John's stepfather. So gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So that that actually can work in the Black Lightning universe, and we can see we can see John Diggle more on Black Lightning or scattered throughout the 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 Arrowverse. Since it looks like the way that they're making it seem is that Arrow is coming to a close next season. Well, it is. I mean, they they definitely have said that it's done after the, for the opening ten episodes. Yeah. So Arrow is is it's going to get a half season. That's going to be it. Yeah. Um, my question about that is what exactly happens now, right? Because Emily Rickards is gone. She's gone. She's not in the next season. Yep. So where is it going to be an entire season of Ollie with the monitor leading towards the crossover? It's only 10 episodes. But that's still a lot of episodes to fill for that kind of content. Like he's not going to be in Star City, right? Because he's going with the monitor. That actually that actually does make a lot of sense. Because when, when, when the season ends the monitor picks him up so maybe there's things that he has to do in order to prepare to, to prepare for crisis and so maybe we'll see him show up with the flash show up with 
with with Supergirl. He might even pop into he might even pop on Black Lightning or something. Like to yeah. kind of gather everybody up. You'll see him pop on Legends to gather everybody up and see what see what really happens. So I I think I'd like that cuz what it sounds like is they're setting Stephen Amell up to be ah, what was that character in Crisis? There was a character in Crisis that that literally would show up to the diff to the different Earths before they were like destroyed. So before, um, before they basically disintegrate or whatever, or you know, get absorbed, um, there's this character that shows up in in each Earth and dies each time with each of the passing of the Earth. So I think they're setting up the Arrow to be that character, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that character. Yeah, I can't remember his name. It's like, ah, oh, man. Pariah? Yes, Pariah. Yeah. Okay. So it, it may be setting... Yeah, yeah they, they may be setting him up to be Pariah. Because um, that was his destiny, to go see all of these herbs in just enough time to see them end. So... Who knows? Who knows, man? But I think that's what I think the next se- the next season is going to be a short season, but it's going to be a journey season. So we're watching we're watching uh, Ollie just do all of these jumps, I guess, to gather the team. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. Sense. Yeah. So and then the flash ends on a real heavy emotional moment. Yep. Yeah, man. So. Ugh. It's just like, yo, both of these shows just had me all in my feels. And it's been Yeah, it's it's been it's been heavy, but it's been great. It's been great. It's like you're seeing the CW un like we just got finished watching the Marvel universe come to a come to a head. We're watching the CW universe come to a head. Like I love when stories are just well done, fleshed out, characters are getting their get characters are getting arcs wrapped up. It may not be as neatly packed as I would have uh, of would have liked, but it's it's adequate enough where it's just like, all right, here it is, and it's been it, basically we get enough time to kind of like accept it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, man. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. It's like I don't I don't want to say CW's Endgame is coming up, but it's like that's you know that's the, the as far as pop culture references goes, that's what we that's what it's close to. But yeah. what, what we're going to call this is the crisis, and that's what it is. Yeah, I may actually have to watch Supergirl's finale, which I think was last night. Yeah, Supergirl's finale was pretty solid. I mean, the the whole Red Daughter arc came to a close, obviously. Um, but there's a lot of things. There's a lot of sh- there was a tie-in to Crisis for next year that that's solid. It's it's really solid. It's like the monitor introduces a new character to the show um a a new character to the show uh that's probably going to be the big bad and the threat for next season um and he also takes a character out for his own uses i don't know what it's for but uh i got i got crisis vibes immediately like i think i know where what he's doing with this character so yeah we'll see we'll see yeah, yeah. Just it just it, at least just watch that last episode. Um it wasn't too much of a pain, but it's just there's a lot going on that I'm just like yeah, there's a lot going on in the series right now and I'm just like, uh, I probably wouldn't have made that choice like 
for all intents and purposes, Jimmy is Superman, and that's kind of right. weird. Um, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, it's like I don't know what they want Jimmy to be. They don't want him to be Jimmy. They don't want him to be the Guardian. Um, now they want him to be. I don't know if he's like a like a, a weird adaptation of Earth Two Superman, which was Val Zod. And I don't know. I don't know. As long as he's not some fake war reporter who turns into a CIA agent and gets his head blown off in the first two minutes of a movie. Yikes. I'm okay with it. Yikes. Yeah, that that hurt. That definitely hurt. That was so dumb. <laughs> Gross misuse of a character. So dumb. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So, uh, definitely looking forward to those. I'm going to check out uh, yeah. Legends tonight, see how that unfolds. Oh, that's right. That's on the night. I don't think I watched last week. I have to watch both. I mean, it's, it's been kind of corny. So. Yeah, it's it's been it's been super cheesy. And I mean, like, if it wasn't for the Constantine arc that's going on right now, Legends, I wouldn't be watching. I'm with you. I am 100 percent with you. Yeah, yeah. Because just if it's like they basically turned it into a kids show at this point. Yeah. It's like if if this, if if Constantine's arc doesn't show you guys that Constantine Constantine needs to come back, I don't know what to tell you. It's like yeah, y'all y'all are literally trying to follow up on arcs and loops that weren't closed in the series. Just 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 start the show again. Just start the show again. Yeah, it would be the best of your shows, probably. I'm saying. I mean, you know, um, Supernatural is coming to a close next season. There's a prime, there's prime real estate there. Prime real estate. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? For a supernatural show. And Constantine would be it. It would fit real well. Yep. It would fit real, real well. I'm actually, I'm actually okay with the idea is if, if, and this is like, this is really reaching. If you guys wanted to say, you know what, man, we really love the character of Sam and Dean Winchester. Why don't we put them in the DC universe? If you wanted to just have them come as special guests on Constantine just to get some of them Supernatural fans. Come on, man. I'm cool with that. (laughs) I'm cool with that. I never watched the show, so I can't say. I mean, at that point, at that point, if if they lived in Constantine's universe, I mean... All the threats that Constantine comes up against would have been a non-existent. They've literally <laughs> fought every dark force known to man and myth in that show. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, last week, uh, John Wick 3 Parabellum came out. Yeah, man. So... Prof went to go see it, and we need to know. I did. Is it worth all the hype? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. If, if you enjoyed one and two, you will 100% enjoy part three. Um, it doesn't... Some people complaining because it doesn't kind of have that emotional grab that the, the first one had. The second one kind of has. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't... I didn't think it really needed it. I think yeah. it's just a good... If you go in thinking this is going to be a John Wick movie, if you've seen the first two, you're going to enjoy it. Because that's, yeah. that's what it is. It's a shoot 'em up you know, everybody against John, you know, and, and, you know, and the result is what you'd think the result would be kind of thing. And some yeah. of it is so absurd 
because they do kind of hit like these different genres that they're paying homage to. Like there's almost like a western scene, almost like a samurai scene. Nice. You know, almost like a gangster scene. Like there's a little bit of everything for you. Are there any um, Matrix jokes in this? No, no, not in this one. I don't. <sighs> what about don't Catwoman? What is there? The Catwoman jokes? There's no Catwoman jokes for sure. There's <sighs> no Catwoman jokes. I was just like, I figured, I figured Holly Berry's gonna be in this movie with two dogs. There has to be a cat joke somewhere in there. <laughs> I don't think there was a cat joke in this anyway. <laughs> there might have been. If there was, I, I think I missed it. Alright. Um, well, I'll take it back. There is a cat joke at the end, but it actually doesn't involve Halle Berry, so okay, I don't know okay. if that counts. Um, the casting is surprisingly good for this movie. Okay. And I, and, and I don't know why I say surprisingly. I guess because everybody turns out to be just perfect for what they were chosen for. Like, I've never been a big Halle Berry fan. She was really good in this movie. Oh, man. Okay. I, I would not be shocked to see them do a spinoff with her character. Wow. Like, that's how. And there's a, you remember, like, the last couple of years, there's been those training montage videos with um, Keanu Reeves, like, where he's in, like, an actual, like, gun range, and he's running around shooting things, and he's training with the guns and everything. You've seen that? Yeah. There's one of those out there now with Halle Berry. So she did what? the same thing. Yeah, dude. If you look for it, there's one of those same videos out there with her. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, she got to get off. She got to get that Catwoman stank off. She still got to yeah. get that stank off. <laughs> Admittedly, she's not in the movie a ton. Okay, but she plays a big role and she's really good at it. Yeah, like I really enjoyed her in Kingston Kingsman. Like I really enjoyed her in Kingsman. She was good in Kingsman. Yeah, yeah. that. She was you good know what I'm saying? So it's like when she does her action films. When she's doing action films now, she. She's kind of, and I haven't, um, I haven't watched Kidnapped, but I've heard good things about that. But I think, uh, I think action may be her wheelhouse. I mean, it could be. She was good at it in this one, I'll tell you. Um, Angelica Houston is great. Yeah. In the the role she's in, again, not in a whole lot, but she's great. Um, Lawrence Fishburne is Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Amazingly over the top. (laughs) Um. Mark DeCase, I always forget how to pronounce this, or DeCasos, however you say DeCasos, something like that. He's exactly the cheesy bad guy that you expected. Yes. You know I mean, like, he's perfect. I, w- I wouldn't have it any character. other way. No, you wouldn't. That's exactly what he was there for, and he was great. <laughs> um, I know there was, and I look at IMDb, and it's still there, but Rob, is Robin Lord Taylor the guy who played Penguin? Yeah. Robin Lord Taylor is supposed to be in the movie, according to IMDb. I don't remember seeing it. Hmm. Now, I did step out for like four minutes, like I I told the boss offline, but (laughs) the scene I stepped out in, I don't think he would have been in that scene unless he was only in the movie for like two minutes. Yeah. So either I missed him completely, even though I was watching the whole movie, or he was on screen for maybe two minutes. Hmm. Um, I think he might have hit the cutting room floor, to be totally honest with you. Dang. That's Uh, how it works. Bronn from Game of Thrones is in there. The the cell sword is in the movie for a little bit. Nice. He plays uh, just this scumbag, that's scumbag high up guy that's awesome. <laughs> par for the course. Um, par for the course. Yeah. <laughs> um, and boy, does he! Let's just say he takes some painful injuries. Oh man. Um, let's. I'll put it this way. Holly Berry has trained her two dogs, her two shepherds, to attack a. Certain part of the male body. Oh man! Oh no! And there is a code word that she says, and as soon as she says it, chomp. And it made me cringe several times. Dracaris. 
basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a good move. I mean, overall, it's a good move. It's clearly set up for a fourth one. There's okay. no okay. doubt in my mind the way the movie ends. Clearly set up for a fourth movie. Cool, cool. But it's just so much fun. Like the the, the beginning of the movie, it's not a huge spoiler because it's just it's it's within the first ten minutes. Mm. He's running away and he winds up in this. It almost looks like a museum. You can't. I couldn't really tell if it was a museum or a shop that is selling weapons like guns and knives and things. But they're in these glass cases along the sides of these very small hallways. Mm-hmm. So you know naturally. An all-out war breaks out where they're smashing all the boxes and grabbing all the weapons inside and using them on each other. <laughs> and it's fantastic. It goes so fast, but it's so much fun to watch. Oh, I think some of that is in the trailer. I think some of it that. Might yeah. It might be. Yeah. The scene where you see the knife, the guy throws a knife at him and lands between his legs on the yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah. That's that scene. It's right in the beginning of the movie. Nice. Nice. Um, you know, there's a scene where he, he finds this glass case full of guns and he, you know, breaks the glass and he pulls out one and it's like an old, you know, like, like a western revolver Mm -hmm. but he can't put the bullets in it like there's something in the gun where the bullets won't go in Mm. so he sees a second one that's just like it he pulls it out and he starts quick taking them off apart it makes essentially puts them together these two together make one gun to fire one bullet but it's just amazing when you see it because he's moving so fast and it's like he puts it together just in time to get the shot off it's it's awesome that's awesome it's it's a fun fun movie again if you've liked the first two it's definitely worth it. Definitely worth going to see it in the theater. Ian McShane and Lance Reddick are amazing again. Nice. Like they're just two of my favorite actors. They're so good. Yeah, man. Um, I got now. Now that now now that you fan casted him, I can't see Lance Reddick as anyone outside of Professor X. I'm telling you, yo, I would love to see that. I I think he would be excellent. Outside of the box, (laughs) as an outside of the box option, you know what I mean. To throw in Professor X, I think he'd be really, really good. Yeah, man. I don't know that they'll ever consider that, unfortunately. Yeah, but I mean, he would just—he would knock that role out of the park, no question. He would. Oh man. So yeah, John Wick. Hopefully, I'll see it tonight, or I'll, but I'm definitely going to see it tomorrow. So regardless. go check it out one way or another. Go check it out for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, last up on the show for you guys, we're going to talk all things Game of Thrones. We have been biting our tongues this entire season, <laughs> we waiting have waiting for this day that we could talk about the conclusion of Game of Thrones, man. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm not going to hold you. This last episode was underwhelming for me. You know, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say it was bad. I'm just going to tell you I didn't like it. You know what I'm saying? Um, That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so, there, there's a couple things. All right, so we're going to get into spoiler territory, guys. We waited all season for this. So, we, we've been tight-lipped, all of that. So, it's just like, now you're getting it. Um, This is Wednesday. So, you know, at this point. If you haven't seen it, you you probably not planning on seeing it. You not with the hype. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? But spoiler alert. <laughs> so uh, yeah, man. So the only way that I could really reconcile this is being feeling solid to me is the fact that Bran is an evil villain. I love it. You think that that you works? Think, 
Brand the Broken is going to be an evil villain? Brand the Broken, man. Pulling the strings, playing the Game of Thrones to make it to this end game. And he was just like, just the, the look on his face was like, why do you think I came all this way? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to take the Iron Throne. So he'd been like, See, like well, the only no Iron Throne. Well, there is no Iron Throne, you know, now. Because, I mean, Dro- Drogon was pissed, rightly so. I was like, nah, I ain't having this. <laughs> he said, we came all of this way. And this, y'all killed my moms. You killed my brothers. Uh, over this? You killed my mom. Over this piece of metal. Done with it. <laughs> Blast fire. Yo, he lit that throne up. It was nothing left. It was just a... A liquidy heap on the ground. A pile of bubbling goo. He was like, this is what y'all wanted? Burn it all! (laughs) (laughs) He definitely gave us that Killmonger special, yo. For me... Did you write? (laughs) For me, one of the most disappointing things, and I I didn't mind the show. I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't love it. I didn't have a problem with it. I would have liked to have known what their story is. Like... The dragon flies off with her body, and Bran eventually goes, maybe I can find him. And then nothing happens. Like, they don't, you don't see where she ends up, what the dragon does with her. It just, just disappears. We know, we know Bran's, um, uh, uh, special abilities as a three-eyed raven. That dragon is his, yo. Oh, yeah. That dragon is all his. This is why I'm telling y'all, Bran is the villain. He beat the game. (laughs) He took over the seven kingdoms, except six, for except for, except for Winterfell. <laughs> but but yeah, for real though, his sister I throwing mean, him under the bus. That's his, that's his sister though. Yo, his sister was cold blooded for that. She's cool. We think Bran should be king. He can't have kids. He can't even have kids. His, I mean, his man parts don't work. I'm like, he can't oh, have kids. for real like, though. Damn. I said, you gonna put my whole business out there? Right. They don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, you're supposed to be my blood. You tell them, telling them I'm out here. You telling these ladies I ain't hitting for nothing. <laughs> I would have been so tight, yo. I'd have just gave her the look. Like, don't, yeah. don't make me hold or you. What's your first order as king? Kill this bitch. <laughs> Feed her to the crows. It's right. <laughs> or the ravens. Um, I thought. <laughs> I thought, for the most part, everything wrapped up nicely. I, I was surprised how quickly they killed Danny off in the last episode. Yeah. I mean, it was only about halfway through the episode. You almost expected that to be the ending. Yeah. Um, I was half expecting something to happen where they go, um, yes, Jon Snow is exiled to Castle Black for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. But Aegon Targaryen... He's a free man. Right. Like that kind of thing. You know what I mean? I was yeah. waiting for that to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, some people questioned the whole scene where Tyrion is, is uncovering his brother and sister and why he's crying again because it took away from the emotional scene with Jamie from the week before. And I, I disagree with that. I think because when he leaves Jamie, he says, go get Cersei and then run. Right. Run away, go somewhere, have a, you know, live your life, blah, blah, blah. So in his mind, he's thinking, they got away. They're, they're out, you know, starting a new life. But then he finds the two of them. Yeah. Now, look, we know he doesn't care that his sister's there dead, ultimately. Yeah. Aside from the fact that she was pregnant. But his brother, who he said was the only one who ever really showed him love, 
he's now officially dead. Yeah. You know, he knows it for sure. So that's where that emotional, you know, drain comes from. People are also talking about, you know, Danny is not crazy anymore in the scene where she, where she gets killed. Oh, She's no, she was she again. was crazier than the soup sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She <laughs> was batshit at that what? point. What? I was like, yo. And I get, I get what, because uh, um, Amelia Clark made some comments about that ending scene, about how she wanted Danny to go off. She wanted the, Danny to go off at, at the same way she came in. Um, almost innocent looking, um, naive full of hope you know right. what i'm saying but her whole her whole view was skewed under the lens that she was in you know what i'm saying so at that point like her talking about hope she may have been very sincere about that but it 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 like rings weird because she just raised an entire city well and one of the last things she says to john is oh they don't get a choice like as calm as she could basically saying you're either going to bend the knee or you're going to burn. Yeah. Like she was still crazy. She was wild. Then a nuthouse rat at that point. Or I, I needed, but I think my biggest problem with this season and that season, their series finale was I needed more time. I, need, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I needed more time than what they gave us. And then like what happened is you feel like the story is rushed the entire season and so it's it's very uncomfortable and jarring in that respect it's like we could have gotten an opportunity like a lot of people talk about oh well you know there was foreshadowing in season two but it's like y'all gotta remember there was a season three through seven you know what i'm saying so we're watching these characters build in that time like her 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 mindset shifted so it's like, was this going to be the end result? Regardless, yes, because they they yeah. talked to George, they talked to George R. R. Martin. This was what was going to happen. This is right. how, this is how the story was going to end. Cool. We needed that setup. I would have loved, I would have really loved for a scene, because we got like a five second brooding scene that she had where her you know her clothes wasn't laid on properly, her hair was wild, she was crying. You could see her eyes was puffy because she was dealing with um. Masande's death and right. among other things she was probably everything started just hitting her with Jorah and all of that stuff like her 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 two sons got killed you know what I'm saying like so there was things that she was wrestling with and we only got five seconds of her just kind of wrestling not even wrestling with it just sitting there about it I would have loved for and this is what I kind of thought what was going to happen because they started doing all of these these series finale like panels and we started like Jason Momoa was there for some reason and people were wondering oh is he going to come back as a White Walker I was hoping for us to be able to visually see Danny's descent you know what I'm saying and her to be wrestling with the character that she's built herself up to be but then dealing with these voices in her head that were represented by people in her past. So Jorah would come back. Cal Drogo would come back. Her brother would come back and all just be like questioning and taunting. And are you really going to let these people talk to you like this? Let them deal with you like this? They're children. You know what I'm saying? Like really visually see her wrestling. You know what I'm saying? If we got to see that, it, it, like if we just got a full season, like just a full season, where we could really see these characters get fleshed out, 
I'd have I'd have been able to deal with it, but it's just like it feels so rushed. I can't I couldn't get used to everything that they were kind of throwing at you, and it's like one some of the the one of the biggest redeeming qualities of this show was the visuals. There were so many powerful visual moments yeah. in these in this last season that it's like dang, it's like okay, yeah, I'm feeling this way about that, but these visuals are crazy, like. Danny coming out of the red keep with the dragon wings. Um, Drogon. That was awesome. Yeah, that was crazy. Drogon destroying the Iron Throne. Like, it's symbolic and it's powerful. You know what I'm saying? And and for a character that literally has no lines, just roars all the time, he said so much in that moment. You know what I'm saying? He did. Yep. Um, but then there's, there's other technical things that bother me. Like, from a perspective. Uh, production standpoint you know what i'm saying like a lot of people were up in arms about the the coffee cup that was on the table that one episode um we were talking like uh, this episode there was a water bottle clearly on the set and yeah it's, and it's just like okay and then like all right so it, then there's a scene where john where john is um talking to gray worm before he's about to kill these lannister knights and it's like all right cool i'm gonna go talk to the queen Grey Worm's like, whatever, man, I don't care. I'm going to kill these dudes anyway. So John walks up to the Red Keep to see t- Daenerys. And who pulls out of the Red Keep? But Grey Worm. Like, is there a sh- shortcut that you took? You look like you was busy. So it's like, how did you even get here? I didn't even catch that one. Yo, man. dog, if you ever get a chance, like, just check that part out again. It's like he literally talks to Grey Worm in the next two scenes. He's at the Red Keep. And Grey Worm comes out of the Red Keep like he had always been there. And it's just like, come on, y'all. Like, I get it. Y'all got to get some stuff done. But, like, you have to be mindful of those technical things. Because it can really bother your audience or take them out of the experience that you want them to feel. Because y'all just rushing it. And it's just, it felt rushed. It felt like somebody told y'all, we don't care about this. We don't care about this. We don't care about this. Do this. Get this done. Get this done. No, no, that's taking too long. Get this done. And it's like, come on. Like, I really felt like if we got a full season for this last season, I think I could deal better with that. Like I said, the only thing that's allowing me to reconcile uh, me not liking it is is the perspective of viewing Bran as the villain. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like as crazy as it sounds, it's like I look, I look at his abilities and he saw all this coming. He saw the death and destruction of King's Landing and basically just had been sitting for episodes. He knew Theon was going to die. He knew everybody who was going to die in the Battle of Winterfell. And it's just like, you know, he just was like, had this calm, cool, collective face and attitude about all of it. Just to come at the end and be like, yeah, that's why I came all the way here because I wanted that seat. See, I took that in kind of, uh, in kind of two different ways. One, he knew everything that was going to happen. He knew he couldn't interfere to change anything mm-hmm. because he basically is a cripple, you know, when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. Two, I saw it as Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. He knows all of the outcomes. He knows the only one they win and he knows what has to happen mm-hmm. for that to get there. So he lets it all play out. So that doesn't bother me so much because of that kind of line of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I am curious as to why it was only six episodes. It might be out there somewhere. I've just never seen it. Mm-hmm. There obviously was a reason they only did six episodes, whether it was financially or they just figured they could do it in six episodes. I don't know. 
Um, I do agree with you. It did feel a little rushed. That didn't bother me as, excuse me, as much for the most part. Um, the continuity stuff. Look, the, the, the coffee cup and the water bottle. It is what it is. It happens. In all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Should it have been there? No. Yeah. Um, but then there's the third one that people are bitching and moaning about that wasn't even in the show. What was that? In the scene where Jamie and Cersei hug for the last time, mm-hmm. there is a media clip or a promo picture of that scene. And Jamie's right hand, the hand that's supposed to be gone, is a regular hand. You know, it's on her back, on her hip. So you can see it, but you're not supposed to see it. When it shows in the TV show, it's that that doesn't happen. It's yeah, the, yeah. the cut is higher up, so you don't see his hand. Yeah, so that's but people more are losing their mind over that one, and it's like, what do you care? It wasn't even in the show. Yeah, that that's more of like, a that's if that's, that's a promo pick to be mad about. Yeah, if that's a promo pick, that's basically we're seeing behind the scenes footage. Like, yeah, you're hard pressed. Like, even if you think of Deadpool too, you're hard pressed to find promo pictures now where Cable doesn't have the whole gray mesh sleeve on instead of the metal the metal arm you know what i'm saying and that's just because that's just how it is like hey we don't have to worry about this stuff in post that's money that's money it's the whole reason he couldn't pet the dog at the end of that one episode (laughs) we had two dragons in this episode that's all we got that's all the budget we got for that we 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 got two dragons plus we paying seriously a million dollars to look out a window yeah (laughs) um the one thing that I find interesting is that nobody's blaming George R. R. Martin for any of this. Nah. Now, Martin is the one who came to them and said, my books aren't done, but here's how it ends. Yes. Here's all the plot points. Here's where I'm taking the story. Here's where it ends. Yep. Yet these two poor writers from Game of Thrones are getting obliterated because of how the show ended. You have to take everything into consideration. If they've only had, if they, if they came at the beginning of the season and said, you get six episodes, that's it. Figure it out. That's four or five less than a regular episode they've had, a regular season they've had for the past seven seasons. There's only so much they can do with all of the stuff they have left to finish in six episodes. So it almost has to feel rushed at that time. Yeah. Because if they're limited, if they're 100% no question limited to six episodes, that's what you're going to get. Because you don't have any choice. You have to go with what you got. Um, I thought... For the most part, I thought all the stories kind of ended how they should have, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, John is left still not knowing if he did the right thing or not. So he's returning to the Wildlings just to just where he legitimately had the best time of his life. You know, he met the one woman that he loved. He felt like a part of a family with them. You know, he always. Yes, he was a Stark, but he always thought he was a bastard, so he never thought he was really part of the family. So he always kind of felt away from the family. With the Wildlings, he was always part of the family. He was one of them. Yep. So, and but he's still going to be tortured for the rest of his life, thinking, "Did I do the right thing?" He doesn't know. You know what I mean? It, at this point, I mean, and this is the one thing that one thing that I can't like. I'm not faulting the show for this, but it just it with everything being so rushed. It, it makes you feel feel it feel uncomfortable even more is the fact that the lesson that we learn from this show is that it doesn't matter what you do you're all you're never going to change what needs to be changed you know what I'm saying like sure for, for all intents and purposes John John was a character that wanted to do good and for all the good he did, he got banished twice, not once, but twice. 
know what I'm saying? And this is just a character that just wanted to do good by people. Ned Stark wanted to do good by his kingdom. Got his head cut off. Like, we've been watching these characters. And basically, this show has been telling us none of that even matters. Like, it doesn't matter. You could try as hard as you want. Jamie Lannister, like, wanting to redeem himself as a character. Doesn't matter how hard you try. You'll always fail. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's basically what this show is saying. But because of the rush nature of the last season, it's just like you feel it more intensely. And it's just like, ah, oh, man, y'all are killing me with this, John. But that's why I, I'm okay with it. Because, like, not every story has a happy ending. Right. I just feel like... And it like, shouldn't. Like, no, there, there are parts of this show, this show in particular, right. that should not have a happy ending. And that's most of it, as far as I'm concerned. It should end kind of the way that it did. You should force Tyrion to be the hand, even though it's something he doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You should, you should have the one character who is probably the biggest scumbag left in in Bronn is doing better than everybody else, <laughs> and is happier than a pig and shit because he's now got his own place. Like, um, who was I talking to? One of my buddies and I were sitting down talking. He said the greatest ending for Game of Thrones would be a zoom in picture on High Garden. Where you have Bronn sitting in this big throne-like chair with his feet up on a table, and a a mug of wine in one hand, and a woman sitting upon his lap with a big grin on his face, as the show ends, <laughs> like would be probably the greatest ending for the show because he's the one character who ultimately gets exactly what they wanted from the beginning, and it, it was purely because he was selfish, because he was a scumbag, yep. exactly. And it's like, like, that's just, that's to me, that's been kind of that overwhelming arc, over, overrunning arc. And I'm okay with how that all ended. Do I, do I agree with some of the way that some of the stuff ended? No. Um, I think it's kind of silly that the book goes in front of Tyrion and it's called a song of fire, of ice and fire or fire and ice, whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, that's the name of the series. Like right. that's, that was kind of cheesy. Yeah. That whole scene at the end with them at the table in a meeting of like the new high council felt a little bizarrely out of place yeah like i'm not gonna hold you i was getting so mad with that scene because they were taking so long and i felt like i was like what time what time is it how how long are we in this episode because i thought they were gonna pull sopranos that's what i thought they were gonna do <laughs> and i was like if y'all if y'all do this to me today oh man well ultimately that's how that scene to me that's how that scene should have ended it should have been Tyrion walking in. He sits in the chair. He gets up and adjusts the other chairs because for some reason they make him uncomfortable. And then he goes back and sits in the chair and just sighs as they pan away from him. And he's just sitting at this table by himself. Right. Doing something he does, you know, he didn't want to do. Like, I don't think they should have brought everybody else in for that next scene. And that, and that's, that's part of my problem with the, with the way that the series was, was handled. It's like, well, not the series, the season was handled. Cause like, at this point, it's like y'all are spending an unnecessary amount of time in pointless scenes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's like, let's get, let's get, let's get to these different moments so that, you know, things could, you could flesh out things more here. You can cut back a little bit here so that things could kind of shift so that I could, I mean, like, so that I could really like see, I, I, like I get the ending and I'm, 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 I'm more comfortable with the end ending now than I was last night. But, but like, 
I'm just like, if we could have just a little bit more time on the scenes that mattered, on the arcs that mattered, and cut away the useless stuff, I think, I think everybody as a whole would have been able to deal with it a little bit more. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I, think that makes sense. I mean, look, but but what I, I, I go ahead. I was going to say, but well, what I will say is that this whole petition online to. To, to to get the the, the the what the season redone is ridiculous. The entire season redone. It's, it's yeah, who, who paying for that? Who paying for that? Exactly. Y'all? <laughs> it's like I get People it. You got to so give the stupid. fans what they want, but they don't owe y'all nothing no more. No, they, they didn't owe y'all nothing when they did the show. They we definitely don't owe y'all nothing no. to redo all of season eight. Yeah, that's gonna happen. It's like morons. okay, we'll give y'all a trailer soon. Yeah, exactly. 50 years yeah, later. Just, just stick around. We'll get to it. It's called a remake. It'll be done in probably 10 years. <laughs> oh, and man. Just, like, look, they're, it's a simple ending. I get that. The show had a very simple ending in the way that everybody's story kind of ended, right? You get this last shot of everybody in the scene where they feel – in the place where they feel like they're supposed to be. There's two other shows that I know have done that. One did it great. One did it terribly. The terrible one was Dexter. Mm-hmm. Dexter was a show that I really enjoyed, for the most part, through the seven or eight seasons that it was on. Right, right. It has one of the most horrible endings <laughs> I have ever seen in my life. If you've never watched Dexter, it, you know it's, it's not even a spoiler at this point. The show's been over for probably over ten years. It's a show about a guy who is a forensic scientist. And, and the side is a serial killer because he grew up. He had some weird thing in him where he liked to kill things. So his adoptive father just happened to be a cop who taught him how to kill only bad guys and how to cover up everything forensically. And that's the story of the show. The last season, he just like the last episode, his sister gets shot and she's dying and he knows he's found out. So he leaves his child with this girl that he'd fallen in love with who herself was a serial killer. Tells her he's going to meet up with them in, not Saudi Arabia, but like um, Italy or something like that, right? Um, tells her to go without them. He'll catch up to them. Instead, he goes to the hospital, picks up his sister's body that is dying, walks it out of the hospital, puts it on a boat dock that just happens to be sitting right next to the hospital. Nobody sees him and stops him carrying a body out of the hospital. (laughs) And he gets on his boat and he drives out in the middle of a massive storm that is coming into Miami, I think is where they are. He stops the boat for a minute, picks up his sister's body, lays it in the ocean, watches it sink, and then drives into the storm. And you're going, okay. And the next thing you see is the the woman and his son in wherever he was going to meet them, just sitting in a cafe. And the next scene is him alive in Canada as a lumberjack. That's how the show ends. (laughs) They show him walk into an apartment. He closes the door. He sits down at the kitchen table. He looks into the camera and the screen goes black. It's the dumbest ending for a show I've ever seen. (laughs) Flip back to a couple years even before that was a show called The Shield with... Uh, Michael Chiklis playing a cop, a bad cop named Vic Mackey. The Shield is one of the greatest shows ever. If you've never watched it, 
and you're looking for a good show, sit down and watch The Shield. It is amazing. <laughs> it's yeah. basically a story of dirty cops, you know, from season one. I think it's through season six. I think is how far they went or season seven. Um, the last thing you see, somewhat spoiler alert, just because you've never seen it, but again, mm-hmm. it's a 15-year-old show. The last episode is basically Vic Mackey has turned on his entire squad, turned them all. He's either killed or turned in the four guys or three guys who worked with him from season one to now. Mm-hmm. And he is now a cop sitting at it because because he rolled over on them, he gets away with everything. Now he is sitting in an office job in a precinct by himself with a single window to look outside. And he just sits back at the desk and you see him look up like, what did I do? Just this look on his face. And it, it's hard to explain that final scene, but it's amazing because yeah. there's no music. There's just the sound of him moving around. And it's just, and, and if, when you watch the show, you see all the terrible things. He does a lot of terrible things, all the terrible things that he's done. And somehow he's getting away with it scot free. And he's just sitting in this chair and he doesn't know what to do. Like, it's just, it's hard to explain without actually seeing it, but it's an amazing, amazing ending. But it's, it's plain. It's just, it's just a, a raw, like a quiet, simple ending, but it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, sometimes it works. Sometimes that simple ending to a show just works. This is not necessarily one of those times, but it certainly wasn't as bad as Dexter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dexter's ending is regarded as one of the worst endings to a series of all time. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely been bad. worse. There's definitely been yeah. worse. Uh, Even I mean, the Seinfeld ending people didn't like. That. You know what I mean? And that was a show that was everybody's favorite when it came right down to it. Right, right. But. Yeah, man. I'm just like, ugh. I mean, like, and that's the thing. It's like the, the ending wasn't bad. I, like I said, it's just like, oh, I didn't like, I didn't like how everything came to a came to a hit i don't like it's not that i didn't like the destination it's just i didn't like the route in which we got here like man like i said if we could have got like a full season like a really good full season like some good solid time with these characters i think it would have been more palatable for people and i think that's really what the crux of it is it's just i don't disagree with you but, but let me ask this question does the ending ending the way it did does it ruin the entire show for you no, no, I, I don't. Then think, it wasn't. Then I, think, I don't think it was that bad. Yeah, I, I think any. I don't. I don't think any series could really, really be that could ruin the whole show for me. Like, I, if I sat here for however many number of seasons watching the show, then you know I'm already I'm already a fan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's kind of like you know what all the people who've been bitching and moaning the entire season about how bad the season is, you still watched every single episode, didn't you? Right, you know what I'm saying? You didn't stop watching. You kept watching. You knew it wasn't going to get any better, but you kept watching. It's like, dang, man, y'all really going to go down like this? Okay. And it's just like, at the end of the day, it was just like, man, I just, there were some things that I was like, oh, okay, if that's the note that y'all wanted to go on, I really would have liked more time with that. But it's like, all right, well, maybe not. Okay. Oh, that's how that's going to end? Okay. It's like, but like, that's the thing. It's like, that's why I can't say that this season was bad because it has to be for me to say something is bad it has to be bad all the way around and right. it wasn't it really no. wasn't and i look at some of the, though the scene the, all right so the scenes where the three stark kids well we call them three stark kids but you know john is a targaryen but the three stark kids like walking to their destinations that's that's some of the some of the most beautiful cinematography i've ever seen 
know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, some of that stuff is so powerful. Like, watching Arya, like, go on her adventure. She's about to go explore the Restoros. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I heard that one yet. Um, and then you got Sansa becoming queen in the north. Like, these are, like, powerful moments. And John, John going to the Wildlings was, like, really, like, the most... It really was the most satisfying piece to me. Because this man didn't even want to be, like... I'm sorry, Jon Snow died in season whatever it was when he got ganked by the people at the wall. Whoever that person was that came back, that wasn't Jon Snow. He didn't want to be here. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I think, I think, uh, you know, Sam, Samwell, like, oh, I want, like, Jon should be the king. He should be the king of the, he never wanted to be king of the North. It's like, yes, he, he wants people's best interest. You know what I'm saying? But he doesn't want any of that responsibility. If if Jon Snow had it the way that he wa- he wanted him, and he grit would have been off in the wilderness somewhere, chilling. You know right. what I'm saying? That's what he wanted. So this was like the most viable conclusion to his story. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I think, so. I think um, watching other characters' ends was fine. I hated seeing Jamie go down the way that he did just because he did so much work to, to, to get out of that situation. Yeah. For him to go back to it and for him to go back to it the way that he did, like he went back, not, not only did he go back to uh Cersei, he went back to Cersei after messing Brienne's whole thing up. Yeah. Like, yo dog, like, yo, <laughs> I was like, yo, you are the worst of the worst, bro. And like, Brienne, a night to the very end, still gives this guy a glowing recommendation on the little little book that she was writing. I'd have been petty as mess. I'd have been like, yeah, he went back to go protect the queen that he was sleeping with. That's his sister. (laughs) And he wasn't shit. (laughs) I was laughing laughing at two things because one person was like, they should have had Brienne, you know, writing her thing. He was a good man and a father to a future knight and have some little kid run in and jump on her lap. I'm like, do you Yo. realize how much time has gone by at this point? Like, it hasn't been a year. Yeah, it hasn't been a since year. Since the, the two of them are together. You can't have a little kid, let alone, like, four years or three years when a kid could go running in and jump on her lap. Right, that would right. Just been I thought it would have been cool if she was pregnant, though. I was thinking that she was going to be. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of missed opportunities that I really was hoping that they were going to do. Like, even in the Battle of Winterfell, like, yo, could you imagine how dope it would have been if they were all down there in the crypts and then out of one of the tombs, Ned and Caitlyn come crawling out and Rob comes out as White Walkers and they have to, like, they have to like defend themselves from their family. Like, yo, that that would have been crazy. Here's the only problems with that. Right. One, I don't think they ever actually find Caitlyn's body. Nah. Um, because in the books, Caitlyn actually comes back. She gets found by the red priests, and they re- they resurrect her. Oh. She can't speak because her throat was cut too deep. Yeah. But they resurrect her. The thing is, she's been gone for so long. She comes back, and she's basically crazy. I think they call her Lady Stoneheart. Oh um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know what role she takes in the movie, so yeah. I don't, or in the books, so I don't know how that would have worked. Yeah. The only problem with Ned and, and Rob coming back and being part of that is they don't got their heads no more. Yeah. So you're not really gonna know who they are. Well, I know in the books, in the books, didn't they try to put Ned back together again? 
Oh, I don't know. I think I, I think they. I, I haven't read the books. So I don't yeah, know. I think they tried to put him back together again in the books. So that that's the only reason why I would say it would be viable for, viable for uh, Ned Rob on yeah, the other hand. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a dog head last time we saw him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the other thing that cracked me up was there's rumor people going around going, "Jamie's still alive. He survived the roof falling on him." Nah. Okay, even if he does survive the roof falling on him. He had two wounds, one on each side of his body, and he was bleeding to death. Yeah, like, and they were it in they were in very crucial places. Like, nah. yeah, my man wasn't going to survive. He yeah. was dead. There was no doubt. Yeah, yeah. And I don't so. think, and and I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, as much as I wanted them to be able to survive to that final episode, so that they could be, I feel like seriously needed to be murked. I don't feel like she needed oh, yeah. to have, have rocks fall on her head, but like. It just, I, at that point, it just didn't seem viable. Like, I legit thought she was going to go the way Danny did. I thought Jamie was going to stab her and kill her. That's what I thought. Yeah. Either that also, or, or Arya was going to kill Jamie, take his face, and then kill Cersei. And have her do it. Yeah, that would have made sense, too. Uh, I was almost expecting, so when Bran says, maybe I can find him, talking about Drogon. Mm-hmm. I was almost expecting him, they show him to do his ward thing where he finds the dragon. Yeah. And they show the dragon put Danny down in some kind of area or circle or something. And all of a sudden, Danny becomes the Night Queen. Wow. And that the White Walkers dope. come back. Oh, that would have been crazy. That's what I'm saying. That would have been pretty sweet. Yeah. It's just like yeah, it's just like there there were there were multiple choices, you know. Yeah. And, and 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 overall the dissatisfaction that people are feeling is because they wanted the choice to be option A, but it ended up being option B. So Yeah, I mean look, ultimately the people who are really, really upset about it, I mean like you you're not all that bent out of shape about it. You still like the show. Yeah, yeah. The you people st- who are saying that these this season has ruined the entire show are mad because it didn't end the way they wanted it to. Right, right. You know what I mean? And it's like Get over it. The world's not going to end the way you want it to. This is not how it's going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just over. Uh, I think overall, my feeling is like, yo, man, this show was like super depressing. But it's like, you know, that's pretty much how the show was set up. I was going to say that's so, how the show's been yeah. since day one. I was just like, you know, as as somebody like, all right, so if we watch something that's the exact opposite, where the characters like make it through, they always are resilient. They make it through something all the time. When it comes to the ser- when it comes to the series end or the show end, somebody gotta die. Like somebody gotta die. It's gotta suck, and it's Rest just gonna leave us like raw. You know what I'm saying? But then Rest in peace, wash. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yo. Um, Leaf on the wind, man. Cause that was that was rough. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and that's the thing. Like, it was positive. Like those, it, it was like yeah, they got through some scrapes, but everybody made it through. You know what yep. I'm saying? And then we lost the pilot. And so it, it's like, oh, man, that's heavy. You know? So when it comes to, like, shows where the good guys always win, when it comes to the end, somebody's got to die. When it comes to shows where the good guys always die, I need a payoff. I need somebody to make it. Like, everybody, though? Yo, the, yo, I told somebody this morning. I was like, yo, the whole reason I signed up for Game of Thrones was because of Sean Bean. So you know how that turned out for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First season. And and no lie, dog. First season, I was like, 
nah, he gonna come back. They gonna do something. I don't know. It's magic in this world. So, you know, I mean, but his head is off, though, B. Like, nah, yeah, I mean, nah, it's it's gonna yeah. be, no, they'll figure it out. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> Watch. Nothing. Yeah, I remember watching that episode going, they're not gonna kill him. He's the main character. Alright, so they're gonna pardon him. Alright, well, they're gonna try to cut his head off if somebody's gonna stop it. I mean, somebody could stop it any, oh. stop it any second now. You said, oh. Oh, they didn't. Oh, and it, they showed his, us. Oh, I, I okay. I mean, his head just went rolling down the steps. Wait, the, what? This is a dream, right? It's a dream. That's what it is. It's a dream sequence. Arya's having a bad dream. They're going to pull it back and, uh, everything's yeah. going to be all right. No, he's really dead. He's really, what the? I held out, I held out the for the following season to the second episode, second or third episode before I completely just gave up. <laughs> I was like, dang, he really did. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, he's really gone. What are you going to do? Yo. Look, it's still, to me, one of the greatest shows of all time. It's definitely rewatchable. You know, At some point in the next year or two, I will start with season one, and I will watch all the way through season eight again. It's still one of the best. However you feel about the ending, it's still one of the best shows ever. Yeah, the joint is solid. The joint is solid. I just, you know, yeah. more better. I, I just feel like... We could have made some better choices this season. I got you. I got yeah. you. But, uh, yeah, overall, it is a solid show. It is a it solid is. show. It is. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, to be honest with you, coming off a Gotham series series finale, this is like, wow, okay, I'm good with this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Relatively speaking. Because <laughs> the last thing I expected was to see that little kid in the Batman costume. We going, we going, we going age up Catwoman, but we not going to age up him. Yeah, we're gonna age up Catwoman for one episode. <sighs> so bad, dude. Man. So bad. Yeah, you want to talk about disappointing series finales? Although, here's an interesting breaking news. We can we can close things out with. Okay. John Wick Four is coming in summer 2021, with a planted the flag for May. So they have already announced. Oh wow! May twenty twenty one, we will get John Wick four. Dang! I just saw this online on Movie Web. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't it? But this is this is John Wick is one of those international appeal films. Like, it's probably killing it overseas right now. Yeah, it has to be. It, it's it's a fun movie, dude. It just yeah. is. I mean, if you're into the first ones. Which most people seem to be, you, you're gonna you're gonna love it. You're yeah, gonna love this one. I, I just I just so, love yeah. Keanu, man. He's the consummate professional when it comes to this stuff. He's he's a beast. He's a beast. He knows what he's doing, and he's just I'm I'm not gonna stop until it's perfect. It has to look perfect. That's why I appreciated him in the Matrix, man. Like he made those he made every move he made like look like art. Yeah. So. so. It's it's there's only two people that'll get me to watch a film that I would not normally watch. It's Keanu Reeves and it's Tom Cruise. Simple. I did not want to see the Mummy. Went to go see the Mummy because Tom Cruise was in it. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was that good, but I didn't think it was that bad either. No, it really wasn't that bad. It wasn't that yeah. bad, but you know, that's the the Universal Dark Dark Universe. That's that's a discussion for a later date because. Yeah, that stall out. It's like, come on, man. Y'all, y'all got something. 
Y'all got something, but y'all keep recanning after every film. <laughs> so, it's like, whatever. Uh, but yeah, so uh, what do we got coming out this week? We got Aladdin coming out this week, for those of y'all that dare. um, Go check it out, I guess. It's Guy Ritchie. Good luck to you. You know, yeah. So, I might go Good check it out. I might pop out you. and go check Ugh. it out. I don't know. I get to see movies for free now, so it's just like, no. I gotta... All I know is I saw the, the Prince Ali scene for the new movie where they sing the song Make Way for Prince Ali. Mm-hmm. It was so bad. I mean, it's online. You can see it. It's, dude, it's it's Will, it's Will Smith playing the genie as Will Smith. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, he's doing the shoulder brush-off move. He's... Uh, Oh man! I, I couldn't, dude. Go, I go, it's it's like a minute long. I can't Just, wait for that Aladdin ruined. soundtrack, though. It's probably. It ru- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my other problem with it is Will Smith can rap. He can't sing. <laughs> he can't. It's so bad. Oh man! A- and it's just like, ugh. Yeah. You know, and he's like, you know, he's he's hyping parts of the song. You know, he sings a part, and he's like. Now the ladies, and he steps aside, and all these women come forward and start singing, and you're like, "Uh, really? Like, come on, man!" Honestly, look, I don't, I think the name in and of itself would have sold the movie. I think if you got one of the Broadway genies to play the genie, I'd have been fine. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's it right there. Because I'm 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 just like I don't see why you needed to. Because that's what it is. You, you, yeah. You're carrying yourself on the Will Smith brand. You know what I'm saying? So, You but, needed somebody who was more of a stage type actor. Yeah. Yep. Who could have pulled it off right. You're, you're 100% right. Like, yep. they're, they're, I'm sending that to you just to make you watch it. Um, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is the whole thing. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, you know... You're right. I just said it. I'm, 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 now I'm just repeating myself. You're 100% right. They banked on the fact that his name is going to bring people in the theater. And it will. Yep. Yeah. But it just does not look good yeah. in the slightest. Oh, man. It's destroying my one of my favorite childhood movies. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, it's just bad. Yeah. It's, you'll see it in a moment, I'm sure. It's, it's just bad. But if if you don't want to check out Aladdin, Brightburn's coming out. So if you want to watch, that's a, the one. Yeah. yeah. If you want to watch a, a movie about evil Superman, should be fun. Well, that's my favorite part about this, by the way. As I'm watching it again, there's the scene where he talks about uh, he's got exotic type mammals and he's riding on an ostrich. <laughs> ostrich is not a mammal; it's a bird. <laughs> Guess you guys missed that that day in biology class. I think so. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Yeah, man. So, anyway, uh, so, yes, yeah. go see Brightburn. Go see Brightburn if you don't. If you want to see something funny, Booksmart is coming out, and I saw the trailer for that, and that looks kind of hilarious. Um, uh, what is it? It's it's. I can't remember the guys who who. who I think it's I think it's Seth Rogen. But it's oh, just, it's like the super bad yeah. Prince, uh, female cast. I got you, and it looks hilarious. And I'm I'm cool. With, I'm I may check that one out. I may check that one out. Either that, or I'll just wait for it to come on digital. But um, Actually, give me a second. 
That's actually his sister in the movie. Jonah oh, where? Sister. Oh, where? The character, oh, the, wow. Fel- Beanie Feldstein's quite a name. The one, the one with the turtleneck on. The heavy set one. Ha <laughs> ha, yo! That I'm is Jonah Hill's sister. I'm definitely trying to see this, John. Now, I'm definitely trying to see this because I thought the I thought the trailer was hilarious and like the way they're so nonchalant about certain things. And then we got uh, I think uh, no, 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 that's a long shot. Never mind. But yeah, no, no, this this looks good. This looks good. I want to check that one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, man. I mean, so that is it for us here at the boss's desk. If you are tuning in for the first time, don't forget to follow us on all the various social media outlets. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, all under the boss's desk. We'll add this podcast up on Google Play and iTunes, so subscribe to this channel so you can get regular updates for new episodes. If you have any questions, comments, um, you want to talk about Game of Thrones, you need to vent, you need a support group, we are here <laughs> for you. <laughs> just send us your questions and comments on Twitter at the bosses desk, or you just send us an email questions at the bosses desk.com and uh, we'll take a look at them. And you might hear us share them on Geek News of the Week, man. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah, man. So that is it for us here at the bosses desk. We will catch you guys not next week because it's a holiday. Uh, we will be off. So we will catch you guys the following week. We are out. See